you know, yoga teachers, especially swamis or yogacharyas, are very harsh when they talk to their students. In a Buddhist tradition, the same tradition also happened to me that I had these teachers that were very stern. Even when falling asleep in meditation, they hit you with a bamboo. Mm. It's like, wake up! So this guy was so loving, so understanding, that for me it was like, okay, this guy belongs to a different world, actually. And he said, lots of the things are not based in books. I'm not going to give you anything to read. Mm. I am sorry. I know that in the West you learn in this way. Mm. But here you can come once a week. We can sit and I can give you a practice and all the things you're going to discover for yourself. And you will realize that everything that you needed to know was already inside you. Mm. But I, I need you to do one thing. Okay. You will never tell anyone my name. And you will never try to think of me as a guru. Okay, why? Are you afraid or is it? And he said, no, no, it's not that I am afraid. It's that everyone needs to arrive here by their own accord. You arrive when you have the, the right question. Mm. You can see the question in others, but you can't answer the question for others. Yeah. And also, when you put someone over you, you lose the possibility of honest connection. Mm. And I want you to doubt everything that I tell you. I don't want you to go and do exactly as I say because I say so. I want you to practice, to do your work, and to realize yourself if what I'm saying is true. So he told you all this before you kind of started your teacher-student relationship? We started, I think, I, I left that meeting that day and it was like, okay, th th this, is, this is different. Mm. But it's different in a way that all the things that I have studied so far might not be, I don't know, useful. Okay, it's, it's how am I, because I realized that my question was, I was like trying to write a book and I was studying a lot and okay, this might not make sense. So I had been dedicating a lot of time to do something that I might not use after this. With time I realized that... Yeah, yeah I was going to say yeah. the same. <laughs> With time I realized that it wasn't that extreme. Yeah. But uh, at that point it was like, okay, this is, this, this is, this is a change in direction. Mm. And I think I wouldn't have trusted him this much if he wasn't so open and so loving in the way that he spoke. And he, as I said before, he took the words that I said to show me, okay, I, I understand, mm. I feel what you're feeling, and I think that this is the path, but you will need to let a lot of things go from what you think you are or what you think is right, because that will, that will go against the same urge that you feel to go through and grow in this path. Mm. So the next week, we, we, he started teaching me some breathing exercises and, and meditations. And I was asking him about what was the logic behind it, why we need to do it that way. And he said, I appreciate your question, but I don't think I need to answer that. 
I said, okay, but how am I going to learn? <laughs> you are going to learn it, making that experience yours. And you're going to go through that and you're going to realize first that you're going to create a story and you're going to say, this is it. And then you're going to realize that the story that you created is crap. It's just to make your mind feel safe. And then you're going to go into the layer of understanding that there are things that you can't put into words and you need to be there. And you need to stay there and then you will have the realization. But there is no way out. The only way is in. So we usually practice together and after that, if he was in the mood, we spoke. I wrote a lot and when I came back to Europe, we started writing each other. We had this back and forth that helped me. He always was directing me to go inwards and to understand more what I felt and what I saw. Mm. And understanding that every time that I tried to put that into words, I was like when you talk about Shambhala and say, okay, this is it. Because I had this thing about the world not being a real thing and this idea that I got when I saw The Matrix in the start of the 90s. He said, no, 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 no. The world is real. And I was like, no, no, because tradition, blah, blah. Okay. And he said, I said, no, our understanding of the world is an illusion. Mm. It's not that the world is not real. Mm. This is matter and this you exist the way you are because of the shape you are. And everything is your perception of reality. Yeah. So what but is what is reality is something else. Yeah. That, what is, that can be different from from person yeah. to person. Mm. But your your body, your sixty seven kilos of meat that you're moving forward contain your consciousness. So the container is as important as the content. The moment that you forget that, this is your vehicle. You're going to drive with this through this life. And the first thing that I thank Tantra for is that I learned through that to love myself the way I was. Yeah. Because I needed that to be able to move forward in the path of, in the path of enlightenment. It was mm -hmm. like, okay, I want to move forward. I want to become something more. I want to find my sense of meaning. I want to... Uh, understand where I am here. And they're like, yeah, that's great. But there is no way that you could do that without your body. This is why I feel like Tantra is the source for mm. everything because you can have techniques and you can learn how to love yourself or you can start practicing self-love. But if you go deep into Tantra and yes. you understand the key elements of breaking that shell mm -hmm. or you start loving yourself then all the other things doesn't really matter because you're in a state of bliss and you're in a state of happiness and creation you can start with other things like i meditate to ease my mind or i do this and mm -hmm. practice self-love but then you have to do all these things in order to come here to the center and i feel like tantra is you you go from the center and then that will affect the rest in in that source, in that way, my teacher saw that I was wounded physically. Mm. So he said, there are some practices that are not for you now. Mm. 
mm. and you will discover when is the time. And I was like trying to hurry myself through the process. Yeah. And he said, no, you, you can't push it. And I promise you, when you feel confident and safe here, you will open up to different things without the fear. Because it's like you open a new door mm -hmm. and you can't open the 10th door until you open the first nine. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like an expanding process. Mm -hmm. That makes me think that I had been with this teacher. It doesn't happen with every teacher that I had, but with this teacher, I had been really lucky. Really yeah, lucky. Yeah, it sounds like you were very lucky. <laughs> really lucky. And I realized how lucky I was mm. when I tried to find in the West teachers that were as he was in the East. If you want to have a teacher the way we've been taught, you can't really Google Tantra teacher. Mm. If you find someone that is offering you know, services as a Tantra teacher, it, that's not kind of the teachers that we are referring to here. So I think that that type of teacher-student relationship is something that just happens if it's meant to be. Yeah, I believe that practice comes from a different place and that depth is deeply needed. You can learn from the book, but the reality of the practice is absolutely different. Mm. In that sense, there is a, a book that I discovered through you because it had been out of print for a very long time that could be a good recommendation for our for our listeners if they want to discover a little bit which book the first of the the first of the series of, of Lama Yesha yes oh uh, that I yeah because so many students ask do you have any books to recommend and then I found some books um, written by people I thought was or I yeah. know was the authentic ones yes. so if they have you know written books it must be a good one <laughs> so when people hear our story and to go out and look for a Tantra teacher, it's its not really what happened to both of us. No. It just happened. If someone really wants a teacher, its you just have faith that it will happen when it will happen. I believe that being open to explore these things, to stop rejecting it or thinking that it's mainly about sex techniques, helps to be open to these opportunities and connect with with this in a different way. I believe that it happened to us in our in our courses that when people hear about the word tantra in the context that we mentioned it, people start to ask questions because it's like, okay, this is this is something different. I had I hadn't heard this word in this context before. Now what you're telling me sounds I want to tap into that. I believe that's the way, I think, through through practice. I believe that there are things that can't be pushed and you need, as you said before, you need to go in your own path and it will come up. But it, will, it won't come up because it's the universe sensing that you need that. It's because you're going to be more and more open to the opportunities that are out there. Is that like this urge of connection that at one point will lead you to the door that you need to open. Yeah, maybe we should round off this episode and yes. then <laughs> continue on the next topic. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>